In today's show, Bitcoin stays flat at $26,000. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis and breaking news. The Bitcoin supply on exchanges falls to a five-year low, which ultimately means people are moving their crypto to self-custody. And quoting Max Kaiser, Bitcoin was designed to kill the central banking system. Also in today's show, the SEC and Binance US to negotiate a deal avoiding a total asset freeze. We'll also be sharing SEC asking for more time to respond to Coinbase call for crypto clarity, as well as Ripple XRP calls for a probe into Bill Hinman and his infamous speech. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin Renewable Mining Project tweaks El Salvador's bond proposal to raise a billion dollars. And quoting Michael Saylor from yesterday's interview with Bloomberg, the public is beginning to realize the Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. The next logical step is for Bitcoin to 10x from here and then 10x again. And he goes on to share, regulatory clarity is going to drive Bitcoin adoption by eliminating the confusion and anxiety that has been holding back institutional investors. Bitcoin dominance will continue to grow as the crypto industry rationalizes around Bitcoin and goes mainstream. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone, just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1312. I am your host, JV, and today is June 14th, 2023. Checking out the market watch here. As you can see, the crypto market back in the green. Bitcoin up about 1% for the day, hovering at around that 20 $6,000 mark. We have Ether up a half a percent, maintaining just above $1,700, while BNB is up almost 5%, trading at $245, with the biggest loser being XRP, just down 1%. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. The current crypto market cap sitting above that trillion dollar milestone with $22 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. And the Bitcoin dominance is 47.6%, with the Ether dominance at 19 And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Trust Wallet Token up 9%, trading at $0.79, followed by Terra Classic up 7%, followed by Uniswap up 6%, trading at $4.49. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, looks like Luna Classic leading the pack up 7.2%, with the biggest loser being Tomy down 7.1%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 46 in fear. Yesterday was a 45, last week a 53, and last month a 50 which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you took advantage of this recent dip? Let me know, BTFD, in the comments. Now, if you're just joining us, make sure to subscribe to the channel and hit that bell icon to turn on all notifications to get notified each and every single day I go live here on the channel. And with that being shared, now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts. Bitcoin stuck to 26,000 on June 14th as fresh US macroeconomic data prints failed to move the crypto market Markets, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View showed Bitcoin staying stubborn as the PPI data showed US inflation continuing to slow. Quoting Decent Trader, US PPI just came in point. 
negative 0.3% versus 0.2% previously, and negative 0.1% was predicted, just like yesterday, was lower than the predictions, furthering the likelihood of a pause at tomorrow's FOMC meeting. Now, market commentators thus turn to the day's upcoming Fed reserve decision on the interest rates, as well as subsequent comments from Chairman Jerome Powell for a source of inspiration. We shall see how this is likely uh, to play out. Uh, happy hawkish pause day, says TED Talk's uh, macro, referencing major U.S. bank projections for the Fed to halt its rate hike cycle in place since late 2021. The latest data from the CME Group FedWatch tool continued to fall in line with the forecast, showing 92% odds of a rate hike pause at this time. And beyond the rate decision, U.S. dollar strength formed a topic of debate amongst Bitcoin analysts, crypto ed eyeing a potential bounce from support, which can cause problems for the king crypto. Quitting him here, DXY reached the green box and bouncing a bit. If this means it's correction, it's finished and continues its way up, I'm expecting pressure on BTC. Now let's discuss nearly three months of a Bitcoin price falling wedge. When it comes to the price action, popular trader and analyst Rec Capital adopted a more optimistic view, quoting him here. Bitcoin has only retraced negative 19% since its mid-April local top. And with all the negative catalysts and FUD, one would have instinctively felt that the traces were so much deeper than that. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And quote, Mustache Bitcoin update today. The FOMC takes place and Bitcoin still looks like this and a falling wedge for two and a half months above the exponential moving average 21, which is the bull market line. So there you have it. And breaking news just in Bitcoin supply in the exchanges falls to a five year low, which is a good sign. It means more people are you know, taking advantage of self custody, not your keys, not your coins, as we all know. And quoting the great Max Kaiser, Bitcoin was designed to kill the central banking system. I agree with that 100%. With that being shared, fam, welcome to everyone just tuning in, joining us on this fabulous day. Now let's break down the latest saga between the SEC and Binance. Then we'll be breaking down the latest with the SEC versus Coinbase and then the SEC versus XRP as it's SEC versus the world. It seems that way. Then we'll be breaking down the $1 billion Bitcoin volcano bonds latest update from El Salvador, followed by Michael Saylor's latest $260,000 Bitcoin price prediction, which he just shared in this recent interview. So here we go. And again, shout out to everyone just tuning in. Make sure to say hi in the live chat. Binance US and the US SEC agreed to work on an arrangement that will allow the exchange to avoid freezing all of its assets. Thank God. As we all know, freezing the assets is no good for the consumers, right? On June 14th, Bloomberg reported the US District Judge Amy Berman Jackson referred the two organizations to a magistrate judge to work towards a compromise arrangement to protect the customer funds without having to shut down the exchange quitting them here. Shutting it down completely would create significant consequences, not only for the company, but for the digital asset markets in general. Facts. Now, Judge Jackson noted she wouldn't come to a final decision on the SEC motion for a temporary restraining order until the two parties had worked through the situation with the magistrate. An update on the negotiations made with the magistrate have been scheduled for the end of business hours on June 15th, which is right around the corner tomorrow, right? Now, additionally, she noted the SEC and Binance U.S. seem not that far apart when it came to reaching an agreement on the matter. And before Judge Jackson reached her decision at the hearing, former SEC enforcement attorney John Reed Stark informed his 20,000 Twitter followers there was a lot of conflict between what each party wanted to get out of the hearing. That does not mean the judge cannot order a compromise and find common ground. The SEC filed an emergency motion for the temporary restraining order on Binance US on June 6th after accusing Binance CEO CZ of being able to access Binance US 
customer funds. The regulator calls CZ's move of $12 billion of Binance funds through an entity he controlled called Merit Peak. And in a June 12th joint memorandum submitted ahead of the hearing on the restraining order, both Binance US and CZ denied the claims that funds were ever being mishandled. They accused the SEC of being unable to identify a single instance in which Binance US customer funds were ever misused. Quoting them here, indeed, there is no emergency here at all other than the one manufactured by the SEC for its own purposes, quoting CZ. Now, let me know how you think this is likely uh, to play out and have an impact on the crypto market. It's good to see Bitcoin recovering, even with all the continued attacks on crypto. Do you think it will just make Bitcoin that much more stronger? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments below. Now for the latest with SEC versus uh, Coinbase. Let's break this down. The US SEC has asked for four more months, good Lord, 120 days, to provide a response to Coinbase's request for crypto regular regulatory clarity. Seems like they're just stalling. In a June 13th letter submitted to the US Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, the SEC said it needs an additional 120 days to reply to the Coinbase request that it adopt new rules and provide further clarity on the laws governing crypto. The letter was in response to the court's June 6th order to the SEC, which asked the regulator to address if it's denying the rulemaking or if it needs more time to respond. The SEC said it had not decided what action to take on that petition in whole or in part and claimed Coinbase's request for a writ of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, mandamus has no merit. The regulator claimed that the uh, mandamus petition Petition should be denied, but anticipated it would be able to make a recommendation on Coinbase's petition for rulemaking within the next 120 days. What changes in 120 days? It just sounds like stall tactics, if you're to ask me. In response to the letter, Coinbase chief legal officer informed his followers that the SEC repeated the fallacy that it was yet to decide on any new regulation. He added the letter, ignored clear uh, statements from the SEC chairman, Gary, Gary Gensler, that the SEC had no intent to issue new rules. The SEC instead conflate the evidence of a decision those statements provide with an argument that the statements are themselves a decision. They refuse to commit to any deadline despite the court's explicit order. The court's order to the SEC came the same day the regulator sued Coinbase for offering unregistered securities and operating in unregistered securities exchange. So there you have it. Is any exchange safe any longer in the United States? Let me know your thoughts and how do you feel this is likely to play out for the leading crypto exchange in the United States. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the latest with the SEC versus XRP and the Hinman uh, documents. Then we'll dive into the billion-dollar Bitcoin volcano bonds of El Salvador, followed by uh, Michael Saylor's latest 10x prediction for the King Crypto. Here we go. Ripple's chief legal officer has called for an investigation into the motivations that led to the former SEC official, William Hinman, delivering his now infamous speech back in 2018. How many of you have watched this speech? Let me know in the comments. Now, Stuart Altertoy, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. I'm calling him Stewart. Demand for an investigation came as part of a June 13 Twitter thread following the public release of the Hinman docs. The docs revealed that Hinman's speech was delivered despite warnings from other SEC divisions, uh, as he outlines here on Crypto Twitter. Now, in the 2018 speech, Hinman asserted that Ethereum is not a security. I repeat, he said, Ethereum is not a security as a result of it becoming sufficiently decentralized before elaborating on what factors must be satisfied when making that 
determination. He also argued that according to the newly released docs, Hinman ignored the warnings of other SEC officials, suggesting his speech contained made-up analysis with no basis in law, and that the speech ended up sending confusing messages to the crypto industry regarding what constitutes a security. Stewart said that the unelected bureaucrats should only apply the law rather than trying to create new ones and added that Hinman's speech should never again be invoked in any serious discussion about whether a token is or not a security. Now, Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse joined Stewart in his criticism of the regulator in a June 13 Twitter thread, arguing the decision to go ahead with the speech despite so much pushback was unconscionable. As he mentions here, it is absolutely unconscionable that a regulator, when presented with so much pushback on what he was about to say and how he complied this fake test in the first place, decided to move forward anyway and throw the entire industry into chaos. Garlinghouse makes a good point. And speaking with Cointelegraph, pro-XRP lawyer and crypto law founder John Deaton noted he also believes an investigation is warranted, adding the fact that Hinman had referred to the speech as the Ether speech, which raised questions about the motivation of the speech. Now, Deaton and Stewart's comments on Hinman's motivations seem to reference Hinman's alleged ties to the entrepreneur. Entrepreneur uh, Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, an advocacy organization that seeks to drive the use of Ethereum, blockchain tech, and before and after working with the SEC, Hinman worked at the law firm Simpson, Thatcher, and Barlett LLC, which was a member of the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. Things continue to get more and more interesting by the day. When do you feel this XRP lawsuit versus the X, uh, you know, SEC will likely end? And do you think it will be a win for XRP in the crypto industry? Or do you think it may be deemed a security and ultimately continue to plague uh, crypto and the exchanges? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now for the latest of what's happening out of El Salvador. And shout out to Najib Bokele and all the fearless leaders in the you know Latin American country. Let's break this down. This is actually a brand new Forbes article which was meant to clarify some of the changes. El Salvador is ready to host one of the world's most significant Bitcoin mining facilities using solar energy resources and wind and others. The project will be based in the Western Department of Santa Ana and expected to generate renewable energy with a total capacity of 241 megawatts with 1.3 exahashes and processing power to mine BTC. This project is a part of a joint venture called Volcano Energy, which is headed up by none other than Max Kaiser, involving both the local private sector, El Salvador's government, and some key crypto industry players like Tether, USDT, to boost the Bitcoin usage across the country. And since declaring Bitcoin legal tender in 2021, approximately uh, two years ago through El Salvador's Bitcoin law, this developing nation became the first country in the world where Bitcoin is an official currency. And El Salvador is going to take the next stage of that economic policy by launching one of the world's biggest Bitcoin mining operations. Let's freaking go. This project will fulfill President Najib Bukele's plan for volcano bonds, but with a twist. Bukele announced these so-called bonds were coming back in November of 2021, bonds which were supposed to be created through a public debt scheme with Bitcoin mining and holdings with El Salvador as the counterparty. However, here's the change. Since 2021, the market conditions and plans have thus changed. So the new strategy will tweak the investment scheme from issuing public debt to private equity equity funding rounds by the Volcano Energy Initiative, quoting them here. The reason behind this change is that after looking closely at the economics of our model, we realized that the potential benefits for all stakeholders were so much greater doing equity 
funding rather than debt, Volcano Energy's chief executive officer explained in the interview. So there you have it. Now, this also means that investors in the $1 billion initiative, which already have received $250 million in investments at this time, have to dilute their equity to share a part with the local government, which was supposed to get 23% preferred equity participation. This exchange of equity for economic freedom will enable El Salvador to reap the benefits of this project without having to spend a single penny. Now the investors will own 27% of the revenue. 50% will be reallocated to develop the energy facility in the Bitcoin mining section. The operation will be in El Salvador Hamlet in Metapon due to its good conditions. Other electricity facilities are powered by renewable sources in this area, like their Park Ventus with 54 megawatt capacity. So there you have it. This is obviously a pretty big deal to help usher in, you know what I mean, um, a new uh, new funds into Bitcoin using geothermal energy and other renewable Bitcoin mining resources. I think this is a good look and they're setting precedent. I mean, they are the first country to make Bitcoin a legal tender. I think many other countries are to follow. We already have a, uh, uh, what was it? A South African nation already did so as well. It just slipped my mind of the name of it. But, uh, yeah, the Bitcoin game theory is obviously in full effect. So let's go. And now for our final story of the day, let's discuss this latest price prediction from our fearless leader, the Giga Chad Michael Saylor. He was just recently interviewed with Bloomberg. And then we'll dive into our live uh, Q&A. And yeah, everyone will have an opportunity to express their thoughts as I read everyone's comments out loud. And it's actually one of my favorite segments of the show. So yeah, massive shout out to the one and only uh, Michael Saylor. Here we go. Uh, enforcement actions on crypto firms by regulators in the U.S. could result in a Bitcoin-focused industry that will push its price over $250,000 per coin, according to the MicroStrategy co-founder, Michael Saylor. In a new Bloomberg interview on June 13th, the Bitcoin bull explained the recent enforcement actions from the SEC would eventually play in the favor of Bitcoin. The only crypto excluded from being a security by the SEC chairman, Kerry Gensler. That's right. Saylor added that U.S. regulators don't see a legitimate path forward for crypto. Those adding they don't have any love for stablecoins, crypto tokens, or crypto-based derivatives. Saylor said crypto exchanges would be the catalyst behind the significant price surge. Quoting Saylor here, the SEC's view is crypto exchanges should trade and hold pure digital commodities like Bitcoin. So the entire industry is kind of destined to be rationalized down to a Bitcoin-focused industry with maybe a half a dozen to a dozen other proof-of-work tokens. The next logical step is for Bitcoin to 10x from here and then 10x again. And let's stop right there. Run the math. 10x times 10x is 100x. So can you say 2.6 million dollar Bitcoin? Send it and let's freaking go. And quoting him here on crypto Twitter, regulatory clarity is going to drive Bitcoin adoption by eliminating the confusion and anxiety that has been holding back institutional investors. Bitcoin dominance will continue to grow as the crypto industry rationalizes around Bitcoin and then goes mainstream. Bring it. Saylor notes Bitcoin's market share increased from 40 to 48% in 2023, which may be attributed in part of the SEC's enforcement activity and the agency labeling 68 cryptocurrencies as securities, none of which are proof of work. In the future, Saylor believes this dominance will increase to 80% as mega institutional money will flow into crypto after confusion and anxiety 
over crypto disappears. Saylor and other Bitcoin-centric advocates have met with considerable criticism. We have Anthony Sassano, host of The Daily Gway, recently called out Bitcoiners who are pleased to see the SEC file lawsuits against Coinbase and other exchanges that list tokens that the agency considers to be unregistered securities, quoting him here. Incredibly embarrassing to see how many Bitcoiners who self-identify as cypherpunks are absolutely salivating at the fact that the SEC is going after Coinbase. No company in the industry has done more for Bitcoin adoption than Coinbase. And the team behind Ethereum-based wallet MetaMask and others also believe that a multi-chain feature or future is inevitable because different blockchains serve different purposes. And we have Mike McGlone, senior macro strategist of Bloomberg, explained in early May that a deflationary bust is impacting the commodities market and bank deposits and that crypto may be the next domino to fall. Quitting him here, cryptos could be the next assets to drop in deflation dominoes. It's been a year of rebounds for just about everything that fell in 2022, with cryptos top among high beta performers, but a deflationary bust may be gaining fuel as seen in plunging commodities and bank deposits. And then quoting Lynn Alden, at that point, both the Treasury and the Fed will be sucking liquidity out of the system, and that would create a vulnerable time for risk assets in general, including BTC. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Michael Saylor's 10x price prediction off of the back of regulatory clarity here in the United States. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.